Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where we explore what it means to be a well-rounded, happy, goal-crushing athlete. Every week, myself, sports journalist Molly Herford, and cycling coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford interview experts and chat through all of your training questions. We're excited to have you along for the ride. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. Peter, how's it going? It's going well. We're back in Tremblant, a place that I've... Have I set goals not to come back here? I don't know, but we're back. It's good. <laughs> you know, I think we have, and I feel like we're back almost like in the same condo that we've been in previously. Could be. Yeah. But this time it's much colder than when we're normally here. Yeah. So, I mean, not to get right to it, but today is our, our goal setting extravaganza. You know how I feel about goal setting. That's right. And hopefully we can today go through a couple different ways. You know, if, if you hear the word goal setting and you're reaching to turn it off, hopefully you'll give us a chance here. Uh, we're going to go through a couple different ways you could look at goal setting, depending on, you know, what your goal is, who are you and what is your goal? Uh, you know, what are you trying to do this year? Uh, you know, goal setting can look like a lot of different things for a lot of different people. So we thought we'd go through that. We have notes. Uh, it's we, true. we have a flow. We, we really probably spent like six hours yesterday talking this through and hopefully we've boiled it down to being a reasonable, uh, length episode here. But I think we should probably just start with getting into, do we need to set goals? I think that's, Probably a pretty big question this time of year, you know, it, it can feel a little arbitrary to be mm-hmm. thinking towards setting goals for next year, you know, and we're still, for most people, months and months well, away. I guess setting goals, period, and it gets into like this, which is, I think is how we talked for six hours on a long drive yesterday, uh, is, is this idea of like, can you affect is it affect or effect? Can you change the future, right? This is sort of this question of fate. You could get quite esoteric with this. And we did. So we <laughs> won't hear, but <laughs> trust mm. us when we say we got deep on this. Uh, and I think it is an interesting question. And I think this actually comes down to something uh, Rochelle Peugeot said on last week's episode where I was talking to her about goal setting. It's not necessarily that you're your outcome goal or like the the thing that you want to achieve even matters it's more about who you become like as you're taking the steps towards that as you're doing the actions that would make you that and i think this is the idea of like intentions versus goals or you heard uh what was it do you remember what podcast it was on that you were no. listening to uh, you heard someone talking about like being the best. I think it was football player or something. We'll try mm-hmm. to find a link to that. Oh, that episode right, right, right. Yeah. Notes. Yeah. So being you could say more vague, which almost goes in the you know, there's the smart goals idea right where they, they need to be measurable or specific, yeah. I think is what the S stands for. We were supposed to look up what the smart goals again. Um, it seems like there's a movement away from that. There's still folks. I think the, the general concepts like, you know, it, what is the goal? Uh, but this this gentleman was saying and again this goes with this intentions idea is just i'm trying to be the best football player i can be or or you know best cyclist i can be or best gravel racer i'm trying to do the best i can which it, it, to me you know it sometimes it sounds too vague and it's it's hard to do but i think that acknowledges that there's a lot of randomness and things out of our control too and then you can start asking you know what would the best football player i can be be doing today uh, you know, what would that look like as far as choices we're making this year, uh, as far as our preparation and those goals could then be a bit more specific. It could be number of times in the gym or, or things like that. So that outcome goal actually could be more of an intention, a word of the year. Uh, how else do those fall out? 
Yeah, and I really love that because I think it's it's a very practical way of looking at it. And from a race day perspective, I think it's actually huge for having better results on the day. So even though you haven't said, I want to win the race, you want to be the best, let's say, gravel racer you can be. You, it's not necessarily, I want to ride this speed at Unbound. It's, I want to be the best gravel racer. And that, to me, is great because that means if you get a flat, if something goes wrong, uh, or honestly, if something goes right uh, in, in that speed example, mm-hmm. you you can actually... St- do better than you maybe had had thought you would right right so one great example is there there was one athlete who actually set the goal of going under 10 hours in unbound and Mm -hmm. that was his race day plan and he executed it he did go under 10 hours he was not in the lead group Mm -hmm. he he didn't top 10 um and part of that was because like he'd kind of like stuck to this goal of going under 10 hours but the problem was the wind time was significantly right. under 10 hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know you just wonder what would have happened if he had just kind of thought about doing the best in that race that or, or racing i think that's too uh, this is where i sort of get this is too niche but um this just making off-road racing into something like a, a time a road time trial right. or you know the trainers now i think are influencing where it's all this super measured pacing and it just it doesn't make sense to me i think there's probably an element of of that but you have to go with the race. Sometimes there's hard starts, sometimes there's attacks. And if you're not in there, then you're going to miss drafting and all this stuff doesn't get accounted for when you're just doing math about, you know, power. Or and it's something. so funny because this reminds me of my first ever season road racing. I remember doing a, a group ride beforehand when I was on Rutgers cycling and I was so nervous about my first race. And, you know, I was, I was talking about like wanting to maintain a certain pace in, in the race. Like that was actually my goal. It's funny because looking back, this is 15 years ago. I had a like, you know, I want to, I just want to hold like 20 miles an hour. And, uh, you know, I didn't have wattage at the time. I think I had heart rate maybe. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, and I want my heart rate to be like this. And my friend Don, like shout out to Don Younger here, who like taught me everything about bike racing, him and, him and Mark Vareski. So shout out to both of them. Um, he was just like, no, like that's absolutely not how you win a road race. If the group goes, you do everything that you possibly humanly can to mm-hmm. go with them in that moment and know that it's going to get easier, but you are going to give it your absolute all. So that was actually my goal for my first like crit that season. Like just do what you can to be with that front group. Like if it means burying yourself and if it means you're going to go off the back later, like do it. But right. if I'd stuck to the heart rate thing, like I would have been off the back in like two laps, but I right. think I actually won that race. So now without getting too far down that, so have we answered, I think the original question here was, you know, can, you know, can you affect, to... your, affect your future? Do you need to set goals? Yeah. So I think, yes, you absolutely can. But maybe the way that we've been looking at goal setting in the past and how, you know, traditional smart goals have led us to, to think about goals is maybe not really serving us. So or certain people again. Certain I don't people. think. I think it's sometimes it, it just isn't that controllable. You don't know who's showing up at the race, or you don't know. You know, even something like you know that seems like it would be measurable. Uh, you know, the the twenty minute time trial test or whatever your test is. Uh, you can set a goal for that, and I think at some point, you know, there's linear gains where you train a little bit more, or you do a couple more interval sessions for a month, and then your your test goes up. But there's a point where that's not true anymore, and there's a lot of you know, just variability. There's a lot of other things. It's not as, you know, X input doesn't always equal Y output, I guess. Yeah. 
so this is where the question is, you know, can you set a goal for that and, and change that, that metric? And this is, I think for some things, yes, but for other things, it's thinking about how can I be the, the best cyclist I can be? Yeah. So let's maybe say for this year, like if you still are a fan of smart goals, by all means set them, but maybe also add an intention in there that can sort of be in the back of your mind. It's, it goes to that word of the year thing. I, I think really so. Like yeah. That. And you'll see what are some examples like people will say like bravery or be brave or what else have you done? Like be put together, I think was, Collected one. was one. Collected. Community has been one. Shine hmm. was mine for last year. Where it was just like I wanted to just like basically I was like do the best that I could in any situation. And then I think as you know, the practical ways, some of these values or you said intentions or word of the year sometimes you can then start backing that out to, you know, when we start planning the schedule or, or choices in training, you can start saying, is this aligned with that word of the year or aligned with the values? Yeah. But let's, let's pause here and say sort of the reason we started with this more esoteric version of goal setting and talking about the intention is because a lot of people start their goal setting with looking at the race calendar and picking a bunch of races and then they make their goals for those and then kind of back out from there. But we actually want to think higher level than what races you're doing this season to start with. Like we're going to get into the races, but mm -hmm. before we're even talking about your calendar for the season, really do some thinking about who it is that you want to be this year as an athlete, I think is, is the big part. And that's where we're reflecting on the past season. We did a whole episode on that two weeks ago. So we're thinking about what did we really enjoy? You know, what, what did we really not enjoy? What did we want to do less of? What do we think we really need to work on? Where, what were our strengths? What were our weaknesses? Mm -hmm. um, so once we sort of have had that reflection, I think it's easier to, to look forward and think globally who you want to be as an athlete. And then you can kind of niche it into what does that racing actually look like? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I probably, I don't know if we spoke about it. I think we, we touched on it, but you know, what worked in training, you know, what seemed to go well and what, what didn't, you know, what interval sets or amount of volume or amount of intensity maybe didn't work. Maybe you got sick or something like that. So you maybe learned some things along the year. Uh, and this is part of experience, right? Is, is just getting, learning about yourself really, right? That's why we, we do this is to learn, you know, and again, become the best cyclist we can be. So I think that that aligns really well. Yeah. And you've been talking a lot about sort of visions and mission statements lately. And I think as athletes, I think we should all have kind of our, our vision and mission statement for ourselves as mm -hmm. athletes. For sure. I think anyone, you know, and if anyone is a, you know, str strategy person in business, in touch. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it'd be a great episode. We could try and tie that back to, you know, the sort of organizational corporate stuff back to being an athlete. So if anyone knows someone or is that person, we'd love to have you on. Uh, but did you want to go then to sort of this framework then of where we're looking at those values as sort of the long term? Yeah, exactly. So what's, what is the five by two originally from? So that's Dan John, of course, most of things course, are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we've adapted that and taken it. Um, and we really like this concept of five twos and, and the idea is that you sort of have the, the big ones, you know, there's today, tomorrow, which we'll get to late in this episode. Uh, but then we have sort of this two months or two weeks then we have two years and then we have uh, two, two decades. decades, right? So a long ways out. Now, you can also, you can kind of tailor this to your, sure. your own needs, right? Like Use if, the words you want. If 10 years, one year, one month, like makes sense for you. It's really just kind of that like super tight, like super tight, then we're expanding it a little, then we're expanding it a little more, and then we're expanding it to this really broad view of mm -hmm. your life. What I found with this, you know, if you look at any goal setting thing, it's it's usually some, there's 10 minute men mental toughness is one I've always liked. It, it's sort of similar and it has something like a, a one week and 10 years, you know, and, and it tries to, most of these things try and pull in, you know, 
who are you trying to become in the long term? Uh, you know, what is the like you're going to the Olympics would be like your stereotypical example. And then what do you need to do this season? And then because of this goals for the season, what do you need to do this month? Right. And, and there is sort of that usual that straight line we're trying to draw between here and there. Uh, in most goal setting things, you know, that's really the idea is to try and keep um, figuring out where you are now and then set that bearing. Right. And we check in frequently so that we can keep adjusting course is the idea. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I like 20 years because honestly, it's almost inconceivable when you start thinking about it. Right. I'm 35 now. 55 to me is just this very amorphous like thing in the, the distant future. That's kind of almost terrifying to mm -hmm. me, like thinking holy crap, 20 years of my life. So a lot of people are turned off by it. Uh, I think especially the older you get. Um, I think it's a great thing though. But I think even younger folks, you know, it's hard to think, you know, I'm going to be moved out of the house or I'm going to be done school and, and an adult. And I really can't picture 15 year old Molly having this. And able to reflect. So this this is, it, it's tricky. And I, I don't think you need to dwell on it too much, but there's some things, you know, you know, uh, and this is, you know, probably the overarching concept that we like about this is that it pulls in the different roles of your life and you can go as deep as this as you want to but as consummate athletes you know we're adults we have other things we're doing in our life and so our athletic life doesn't exist in a vacuum you know the elite athletes you, you almost don't need to consider this because they're making uh sacrifices you know the if they're getting married, it's always like, you know, it's like a second thing. They try and fit it in around the season. Right, right. Whereas in family life and work life, those things generally will come first. The other stuff is like what you do in your spare time uh, with athletics, even if you're a pretty serious, uh, you know, master's athlete or whatever you're up to. We can't ignore that. So this is the classic example is, uh, you know, in, in so we'll, we're sticking on this two decades idea. So these are largely values, but we're thinking, okay, like my parents maybe won't be around right? They're 70. You know, the math is not good. Um, you know, for some of us, it's, it's a uncomfortable conversation that we might not be around. And that's, that's true too. Right. And this is, you know, how do we want to spend those years? It, again, very uncomfortable. Well, and certainly, I mean, in, in 20 years, like you, I think you've said this on the show in the past, like in 20 years, like you'd like to still be married. And I always make the joke of to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's smart, smart goals. Yeah. When, and, and, you know, very specific, uh, is it attainable? Uh, we'll see question mark right so yeah so this is we have those different roles you know work are you trying to be retired you could get financial goals into that uh and we're trying to just wrap that up and so for some people if, if they really don't want to go down that road then i'll just say to them we're really going after values we borrow from josephine perry dr josie perry uh has a list of values which we'll link in the show notes as well there's 52 words. So values are what? They're like community, honesty. Autonomy. Um, yeah. You know, you want to be independent. You want to be. So there's those words. And so her word cloud sort of helps. And you sort of pick 10 you like and then maybe try and boil it down to say three or four. And then we're in a better position to say when we make these decisions about two weeks, two months, two years, today, tomorrow, is this in alignment with those values? So if you don't want to talk about, you know, this is, you know, I'm spending time with my grandkids like me or, uh, you know, I'm still married or if you don't want to have those conversations then you can maybe pull that out of value so that then we have a, a bearing, where are we trying to steer the ship long-term? Right. I do think it is, it is worth though in the, the two decade one, at least pausing and thinking about health in terms of two decades. Cause I think, you know, who I am right now, when I hit 55, like that's going to be well into menopause or mm -hmm. like in menopause. So thinking right now, okay, well, you know, strength training is going to be a huge factor in that. We actually have Stacey Sims coming on next week to talk about that. So I think for me, the long-term health is 
definitely like even if the two decades is scary for you i think it's, it's well worth adding in there just to kind of make sure that your training and your racing and stuff right now are aligned with being a happy healthy human mm -hmm. down the road and so this is where we get into like can you steer you know we don't know you know if you ask yourself 20 years ago if you would be where you were today probably most of us would be not able you, you didn't predict that some of us are you know i've been a, wanted to be a doctor my whole life and i'm a doctor uh, a lot of us have taken big turns here and there and that's that's okay we expect that um, and this is where maybe the values and stuff you know they might evolve um, but we're you know sort of setting that bearing and we'll keep assessing it as we go yeah exactly uh, and i think it's i like just thinking about that 20 years because it does like help you kind of shift course a little bit and maybe maybe it even means that you're seeing that okay i need to actually go hard on the athletic goals now because in 20 years that's going to be less <laughs> less of a thing and well this is sort of and this time. is it yeah so this I, I remember i don't know if it was the terry orlick book which i'm blanking on the name of the pursuit, pursuit of greatness or success pursuit or something? of yeah i'll have to remember that one terry orlick's books are great too um and it was something about you know claiming you know the time there's no other time you know, I chose to be here was one other one I liked. You know, you tell yourself on the line when you're nervous, like, I'm the one that chose to be here. Like, I want to be here. Uh, I always felt it's that. It's bad when the other internal voice is like, yeah, you're a moron. I thought that was empowering. But also that, you know, the only time to do this is now. And, and just really enjoying that. It's not panicking that you have to win the race. But I think enjoying it for what it is. The experience, you know, the chance to... Uh, you know, when I think about some of the races I've been in where there's people around like cheering, like at a World Cup in Mount St. Anne, you're climbing and people are watching you race like that window is not massive. You know, maybe if you go to a Masters World Championship, but, you know, it's not quite the same as being in these massive races where you're there. Right. And we all have these these moments, right, whatever they are that, you know, are sort of there's there's a window for some of this stuff. So that's getting into the two years. Have we given the the two decades? I'm just trying to think if we've we've calibrated that your health thing. I guess I just want to dwell on that is we might. Again, we want to be functional adults as we grow older. You know, we want to be dance at our, you know, I think this is a Dan John one actually, where you dance at your daughter's wedding or your granddaughter's wedding or whatever it is. You know, there's some of these elements of health that you're sort of looking towards. You're chasing after your dachshunds well into your twilight years. <laughs> yeah, this could be even just general health, right? Maybe we know there's these niggles about cholesterol or these different things that can start popping up that maybe we can change or not, but you know, this is the stuff where we're starting to look at health, even though, you know, we might be high, you know, going out there and we're fast cyclists. Some of this might mean that we need to divert time. And you brought up strength training for, for, I think for everyone, but, you know, especially as we get into thirties and forties, we're trying to get prepared for fifties and sixties where we can, we know how to strength train. We can continue to strength train. We can, you know, enjoy strength training uh, and yeah. that can be a bigger and bigger component of our exercise yeah and one of the examples you tend to get to when we're talking about the one day thing is the the habits of like brushing teeth and stuff and i think when you look at the two decades the like health of that is is you know making sure we're we're going to the dentist we're doing all of these mm -hmm. more generic like health things and we talk about this every year because i think as endurance athletes like hey somehow we are just prone to dental stuff so like that's my that's my hill i'll die on here sure. uh, but b i think we we tend to we spend a lot of our time training so it's very easy to forget about doing the you know yearly physical the blood work the dentist mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff that that really does make a difference for the two decade outlook. so this is where we get to let's go to the two years and so this is you know probably familiar for most cyclists i say this is just your seasonal goals we would call this your your annual plan but yeah. we're thinking on the two-year time span because 
you're allowed to think long term and you're you're going to think maybe this is a complete before you compete so this year you're going to do uh we always use leadville as example so we're going to say leadville you're going to run or bike the leadville whatever or the marathon it doesn't really matter the race you're going to just go and check it out you've never done it you want to try and be like a gravel racer or a mountain bike racer or whatever it is and then the year after two years from there you're going to say you know i'm going to try and do it to get a belt buckle in a certain time or whatever the 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 big goal is for you um and so this is you know i'm going to try and go to world championships for masters i'm going to try and whatever the, the the goal is you can give yourself that time where we're thinking long term the other thing I like is if this year there's a big bucket list, which there probably is. I was going to say, because there is like the awkward thing of like, but wait, what if it's, we're, we're in like next year? I still want you thinking, this is, uh, Scott Adams has a great book. He's the Dilbert. Uh, yes. So he has uh, a couple books, which are great as well. So he's a, a comic. What is that called? Cartoonist. He, he writes a, a cartoonist. Thank you. Uh, and he had a concept in there called failing forward. And so it's, you do these things and even if you fail, you're going to get so many great skills and experiences out of it. It doesn't matter. So if you, you know, if you've had fun training for Leadville and you learned how to, what is it like ride on your, your mountain bike handlebars in the arrow position and you learned how to, I don't know, what else do you learn? Ride no handed and feed yourself and stretch your back while you're riding no handed. And you guys did a bunch of great, uh, adventures on the way. And then you did a trip you know, whatever with your family to Leadville and then Leadville goes horribly and you didn't do very well. That's all failing forward because then you can do something in the future. So the other reason we do two years goals is to think I'm doing Leadville so that then the next year I might do something else, right? Or, or just I'll be a better cyclist, I think is, you know, could probably come back to that intention as well. Right. So yeah, this, this period is where we're really thinking about our setting our calendar, putting our A races on there, figuring out what our big scary goals are. And then important, are. as you said, before we get too deep on the like, which races as I'm doing, we just had a big slurry of races come out this week uh, as well for next year. Uh, all the calendars seem to be coming out. Uh, we want to check in with the family. This is one of our big things Ooh, we yeah. always talk about. So this is what is the family schedule? What is the work schedule? Um, maybe there's a health element to this too, like a blocks of the season blocks of these next two years where you want to focus on health. That could be right now for, I have several clients where it's like back pain and I'm like, well, why are we rushing to get the, the cycling base on the trainer done? Spend two months and go get us, you know, to the physio, go to the strength training, get two months of only strength training. Oh, imagine don't ride your bike and do cardio for two months, build yourself up, you know, think anabolic you know, building up versus mm -hmm. tearing down with the cycling for two months, two months of a block. This is why we're going to two months here in a second where this is the focus. And then you can spend two months, six months, eight months doing cycling and, and maintaining the strength, maintaining the back health, whatever it is. Um, where was I going with that? Well, I wanted to point the family thing is really interesting to me because I mean, Leah Davison, a couple of weeks ago, we had her on the show and she is literally an Olympian. She is a professional mountain biker and she still sits down with her partner mm -hmm. every year and they go through her calendar so this is hopefully keeping the family happy because you're going to go to disneyland in august but you're going to not race leadville because it's in august uh but maybe just ahead of disney you're going to do your you know june july will be your big specific push months and then maybe right at the end of july i don't know what race is at the end of july but let's say bc bike race it's a stage race you're going to do it towards the end of july I, Sorry to BC Bike Race if I've misrepresented when the race is. It's a great race, though. Um, maybe it's in June, whenever it is. 
you do it before the vacation and then you can august can just be chill and again that block of the year those two months are focused on health you know socializing relaxing you know whatever maybe again a little bit of a strength routine you can maintain while you're away or walking or whatever it is and we're thinking about those chunks you know that way where these two years now we've planned out a little bit what are the objectives have a great time at disney Right. Imagine if that was on the seasonal schedule, like just own that Disney trip and make it a, a good one. Peter, are you hinting at what you want for your birthday? Would love to go to Disney. I love that place. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, Quite think, out of character, but there you go. Yeah, that really makes no <laughs> sense. We're not going to Disney. Uh, so two years. Does yeah. that make sense? So hopefully everyone's seen, you know, we have this off in the future. We want to be healthy. I, I think cycling endurance is certainly we don't want to. I always feel like we're painting endurance. <laughs> we love endurance. It's important. Um, but we're trying to maintain these other ones. You can only work right now. So we're looking to those two years retirement goals, financial goals. Um, you know, anything Dan John calls these the owl. So the financial marital, uh, you, what do you always say? Bowel <laughs> or something, you know, I, di- I um, intestinal, yeah, intestinal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, financial. So you can, you pick these different areas and you can go as deep as you want. Some people are, you know, basically stick to the cycling and, and that's fine. That's your prerogative. Uh, But we want to make sure in these two years goals, we're considering the times of the years that are going to let us thrive and achieve those goals. That's really the secret for adult athletes, I think, is is not overloading, you know, the Disney trip with the fact you have to cram. And now you're like riding a trainer in a hotel room in Disney uh, all in service of trying to go to Leadville or something. Which leads to sort of two important questions with the two year. The first one is what if it was seamless? So what would it look like? If everything was just as easy or, or as easy, possible, yeah. or smooth as possible. Yeah, what if it was easy is another great one. Uh, so I love that one. And that that is exactly the, well, what if I did the big training walks here and then I raced and then we had this lovely vacation? <laughs> and I think the other question is, what are you saying no to when you choose this goal? And in that case, like if we, if we were doing Leadville there and we're doing our training in the hotel room, we're saying no to having this enjoyable family vacation that's stress-free and... You know, you're saying no to spending those hours with your family when you are on this vacation. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's that's important. And I think every like, every big scary goal is going to have a list of things that you're saying no to in mm-hmm. order to accomplish it. And it's not a bad thing. No, it's just it's worth looking at because now you said there was two things. Was there a second thing? Yeah. What if it was easy? And what are you saying? No oh, to? You, OK, great. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. Second. What are you yeah. saying? No to great. Uh, and then I think the the third, I guess, last thing with the two year is the making it public, calling your shot. Uh, you know, not not everyone needs to post to their Instagram what their two year plan is. You don't have to. You I've absolutely can. I've seen a can. pushback on that, actually, like making it too public is actually sometimes a problem, right? Because you get nervous about it. Uh, not nervous, actually. I think the thing with that is there's a weird brain chemistry thing that happens that when you put it out that you're going to do it that this is your shot this is your goal you actually get the like dopamine kick oh because everyone's like you're so good uh, you're uh, yeah you're so brave it's basically yeah. like you've already accomplished okay. it so you've gotten the like good stuff okay um, so it's not that you have to post it on I, you absolutely can no no problem if you do i think that's actually great um but definitely letting the family know it at minimum um right. calling that shot from a practical standpoint but i think and and your coach obviously if you're working so there's the one. public piece but i think it's also just saying like i am preparing for leadville this year and, and then that gets into the what are you saying no to so you're not going to say unbound or you're not going to you know a list of things that are before that that maybe would clash with the preparation so um, even calling your shot to yourself i guess like writing it somewhere mm-hmm. you know this can be the put it on the fridge or print it out or put it wherever and i guess implicit in that is this idea that 
um, sometimes we, and this may be you or not, uh, but you, you, you're, we, we will try and do more things to try and diversify the portfolio. I know you're, you're keen on investment uh, analogies, but this idea that if we, oh, if we just jump into a couple extra races, then it'll save the season versus putting all your eggs in one basket, which often sounds like a bad thing, right? We say that in a, a negative connotation a lot But I of think times. it comes back to that Scott Adams thing of like, if the worst case is that your race doesn't go well, I mean, first of all, who cares? Like, let, let's be well, and let's acknowledge that that in especially these big things that a lot of us want to do, these endurance events. There's a percentage. I don't know what it is, but like, it's a ticking time till you have a bad race and it, you don't finish. Like, I, I know a lot of year. us are like hard and you know what is the DNF death before, death before DNF, DNF or whatever the saying is, but. It's, it's a, you know, if you talk to anyone in that lifetime series, I'm sure one of those races was just a slog, if not a DNF. Um, well, right? and yeah, to me, I, I would actually say I almost feel like I became an ultra runner in September DNFing my first race. Mm-hmm. Like Get to it me, that way. was actually yeah. like, oh, this is, this is what actually like makes you. And some of these, you know, we touched on this right at the start, but it does depend a little bit who you are and what you're trying to do. If you're, you know, pretty fit and you are just, going into these things not just going but if you're going to these things as a, a tour as a a ride a big you know a, which a lot of folks do and, and is great th- then that may not apply to you but i think the harder you're pushing yourself on your limit you're going to find the limit you know you're going to miscalculate and the miscalculation is not your fault it's that it got a little extra hot you know or you missed a little bit of water or you missed a little bit of salt or you missed a little bit of fuel or you crashed or you got a flat uh, and you know, and then you're fixing the flat and the heat. These things happen, right? This is the randomness. Um, so we know that, right? And that's that's okay. But I like the putting your eggs in the one basket. Like, I mean, it's not to say you can only do one race a year. Obviously, plenty of small races. Like, we're not saying, oh, you can only do one and that's it. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I think having those like backup races almost almost like leads to worse results anyway because you have this weird mentality going in that like, oh, well, if this doesn't go well, I, I can still you know, do this, do this, do this. So you start kind of um, reconciling with yourself almost from the gun. If this doesn't go well, if this doesn't go, you start rationalizing. Well, and now you're you're just not preparing. And so I think it's giving yourself a chance, uh, you know, or or Alexi Vermeulen says like bet on yourself, I think is one of his things, uh, which I really like as well. Right. And that could be, he talked about being bold enough to attack, right? Like just you're in that critical moment and your brain saying like, oh, you're, it's really hurting. But you know, the classic cycling tactic is that if you're hurting, everyone's hurting and it's just betting on yourself to be, make that bold move and knowing that a lot of moves don't go, a lot of attacks don't work out. You get chased back down, uh, but betting on yourself. So I think this calling your shot is similar is just, I'm going to bet on myself for this race and I'm going to, you know, try and be the best gravel cyclist leadville cyclist whatever that i can be for this year and that's you know next year we can reassess that and you can try to be the best something else uh or the best again just i think (laughs) but the time goes by and i guess that's this idea with goal setting where we started today is do you need to can you affect your future i think that the time's going by either way and, and there are some fairly obvious choices you can make you can prepare as best you can for the event you know and this is all you know we can talk about being a fit for the task you know this is your bike setup I don't know how many clients end up going to races and, you know, they haven't changed their tires or put sealant in their tires and they get a flat and there was no sealant. They didn't seal. That's, they were tubeless tires, but you know, you still get a flat. Um, you know, they weren't 
as fit as they could be. You know, their, their engine might have been good. Their, their cardio might have been good, but they're technical, they're mechanical. Again, because it gets into the owl, the intestinal. We didn't train the intestinal. Uh, so this Very is where important. these goal areas, uh, you know, start getting flushed out. Yeah. All right. Let's niche it down the two weeks slash two months. Right. And this is the, the part that can sometimes get confusing. I think you, you choose one of these is, is why we sort of keep brushing. There's five of them, but there's sort of six of these twos. Uh, so it sort of depends which one you prefer. I, I like the two weeks for athletes, I think, um, because, you know, a lot of our blocks tend to be two to three to four weeks. If you, you know, if you don't count that recovery week, maybe, you know, especially as we're getting into masters, a lot of times it is a two weeks of focus one week recovery where maybe you're reassessing the next two weeks. So I think it, it works well, but I think also two weeks keeps you focused and lets you say out of those two years goals, you know, there's going to be a list of, of tasks say. So for Leadville, oh yeah, Peter mentioned tires and sealant. I don't even know if I have tubeless tires. Okay. So two week goals, open up those tires, see if there's sealant in them, you know, maybe change the tires, uh, learn how to change a flat. Uh, this could be get four, interval workouts in this could be uh what else do you get the long ride in but fuel you're going to try and fuel so again not just the training goals the hours the tss but think beyond that for these two weeks what are the little things you can work on given where you are today which isn't everything it's just what are you focused on for this little block of two weeks so this is very much about the the process goals and i think one thing we kind of wanted to do as like a bit of an aside is the process versus outcome goals just a, a quick uh, refresher i guess because i think a lot of people there's like this weird gray middle zone in the process versus outcome that gets how do you mean okay so we we kind of came up with like three things so this is like i'm just gonna say three goals here you have podium at the Leadville 100 yep improve my ftp by 50 watts do three interval workouts per week okay not that i'm suggesting anyone should do sure i mean i mean two to three is common that's fine okay um so the first one you know podium at leadville obviously it's an outcome goal the third one the two to three interval workouts per week is clearly a process goal the middle one the improve my ftp by 50 watts sounds like a process goal compared to the leadville one but it's actually an outcome goal Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people will start with like the outcome goal is Leadville and then they're like, okay, well, the process goals I need to get to are improving my FTP and this and this and that like, mm-hmm. so weirdly, you're still actually setting outcome goals for your outcome goal um, instead of thinking about the actual like, okay, well, how, how would my FTP improve? Because the FTP improving, we talked about this, like for some people, it could happen really easily. If you're really new. Yeah. Like you could do it. Like if your FTP is like, 70 watts and you need to get to like 150 then that's more you know predictable i guess but a process goal needs to be something that actually can definitely be controlled and happen and increasing by a certain wattage that's an outcome like that's not mm-hmm. that's not a guarantee mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i don't know that i could increase my ftp by 50 watts right Maybe like so in i five think it's, years, it's but... knowing yourself and this is the question right is i i think you want to probably boil that down. I think that could be a goal. I mean, you'd want to question, and, and, and this is one that I've been part of setting. So, I mean, I Well, that could cr- be an outcome myself. goal, and then you could figure out what the process goal is The best goal, for. and remembering that not all outcome goals 
will be begotten. You may never Leadville, right? Yeah, or, you know, podium Leadville, if that was the goal. And um, your FTP may never increase may never to get 350 50. from 300. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the process goal of, you know, we're going to have this threshold block where we're focusing on this. Right. And so I think, you know, we might have, for the experienced athletes, you know, there's probably, I always say if we're in spitting distance of the best, so a lot of the experienced athletes will know, like, you know, their 30 minute or their 60 minute or their 20 minute or whatever, again, whatever your power is, your 30 second, whatever you like. Um, I always say if we're, we're close to that and you're an experienced athlete who's done a lot of intervals and a lot of testing, a lot of recording power, number one, you know, with consistent good data, if you can just get close to that and you've had success in the past, then that's that's pretty good. And we want to be working on those other elements because usually those are the things. The tactics are often a big one. Uh, endurance athletes, often it's the actual the short-term power. We could actually set some of these power goals around because it's like, you know, your FTP is... 300 or whatever it is and then your 30 second is like 330 and it's like okay do you ever accelerate uh so then we work on acceleration and again this is in the races you know watch any of these races there's a moment a critical moment where someone decides they're going to accelerate you know john barnes one of the smartest athletes i've coached uh for racing he is a a good racer and he said peter the key to winning you just have to go faster for about 20 or 30 seconds and then you go the same speed as them and that's how you win and i was like oh my god you cracked the code. I, think I know how to win. No, it's easy to say, hard to do. Um, where are we going here? So two weeks, two days. Where are we here? So now where we're setting we? process goals. That's so this, right. Okay. This chunk is about setting process goals. So I just wanted to like quickly clarify that because I think a lot of people jump to the I'm Careful improve in them. my power numbers by X. And I was saying boil them down. So I would like to see, you know, you've done first for most folks, it's plan out the workouts you're going to do, whatever you think is going to make you faster for your race, for your whatever, your goal. And then do them. And I think the big thing is the practice, and you could call it a process, whatever. Sometimes those get jumbled together. But practice goal of just show up and do the work, you know. And we're thinking more like two by 20 minutes that are hard or moderate or whatever you're doing for intervals. And I think letting go a little bit of that, like you're there doing it. And this is our 90% of life is showing up. A lot of people will see, oh, it's not 300. That was my goal. I'm going home. And it's like, okay, I mean, you could probably just do 290 and and get better at it. And, you know, that's part of training, right? Is not every day is your personal best. And sometimes that's where that 300 watt or 200 watt threshold just ruins people. Because careful, we're we're treading into today, tomorrow territory. We're treading into today. Um, I, I think on the two week goal, it could be, you know, when we're talking about process goals, people will often set you know, I'm going to do two interval sessions for the next month or, or all the way to my goal or however sure. they've laid out their goal setting. Sure. Well, you were talking about what to do during the workout. So just wanted oh, to okay. bring you Fair back enough. out. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, what I kind of wanted to mention with this too is I, I realize that not a lot of people have the time or energy to sit down every two weeks and be assessing this. So I think you can also look at your calendar now and set some like you can set some of these for like the next well, to, back 10 up. weeks why what do you mean people don't have time to look at their calendar well not that they don't have time to look at their calendar but i mean how many people you know you can argue you should and i'm you know that's that's always the goal but you know i'm just saying we can maybe do some of this pre like we can plan some of these two-week things we don't have to say okay what am i doing from december 15th to 30th that's my, like, I'm done for today. I can also think about what I'm doing the first two weeks of January and the second two weeks of January. Sure. You can set some longer, t- like, longer tail goals here. Or even, you know, what what Rochelle Peugeot was talking about last week is the your race is in August, like, backing it out. 
So actually setting your sort of two week broader objectives, I guess, maybe we're not getting quite as niche yet because we're not into that. Like, we're Which not I guess is, July, you know, this but... is the two years concept is you have a calendar yeah, and you know when these events are. And so this is often that's when, when we're getting nervous about a race, you know, it's November, the race is in August. It, it is worth knowing, you know, what would you roughly do in those months? Like, when do you have to get serious, quote unquote? Um, you know, I think you probably can be training, maintaining a lot of these elements, but you don't need to be doing the race now, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you're doing a hundred miles in August, you don't need to be doing it in November. You don't need to like prove to yourself in November that you can do a hundred miles. I think that's sort of what I mean is just, you know, thinking through, you have 10 months, that's 22 week blocks. Like, how are we? And, and, you know, I always like the triathlon example. It's more apparent, but I think you could probably figure this out for other sports. But, you know, if you're a swimmer and you're at Disney, but maybe you're at a, a great hotel with a pool, then maybe you do swim every morning or something. Maybe that does fit into that trip or you're away on work or, you know, it's super snowy where you are. So you can't ride your triathlon bike outside, uh, but the pool's great and you have a great swim group. So that's a swim block. And so you do a lot of swimming for that, you know, November block, work on your technique, get coaching, uh, you know, learn about swimming. And then maybe, you know, January running's a little better, you know, the snow's firmed up, they're starting to actually plow the road. So maybe that's like a bit of a running. And so sometimes you can think about these two weeks, even just from the environment or where you are. And, and some of those things, you know, because of the family schedule or the work schedule. Right. And it's not just the workouts, too. You can also be thinking, like you were saying, about the sealant. You can be thinking about your tech. You can be thinking about nutrition. So testing some of that stuff. You can sure. think about... Well, know, what else? Yeah. I mean, fall, right? I just had a, athletes, like, they're sending their shocks away. And I was like, well, that is smart. As someone who doesn't do anything with suspension and never has, and it's, you know, I know it's a blind... I just, you know, hope that you get a new bike, I guess, at some point. Uh, but these are the things, right? Some of this stuff takes time to get sent away and tuned or, or whatever. Right. Uh, and then the last thing on the setting these things is I think it's, it is worth in whatever calendaring software you use, wherever you've, you're you know going to be looking at these, like, A, making sure this stuff, especially these two-week and two-day things are very prominent so you're not actually forgetting about them and mm -hmm. just kind of like we're not just setting these on, you know, December 15th and not looking at them again until well, next December when you hear this episode again, uh, but putting in, you know, the weekly reminder on the, the calendar in your phones, whatever reminder app you use every week or every other week the like goal check-in and i see this as you know most sundays i would sit down and just look at the two weeks ahead so it, it's not necessarily that the two weeks has to elapse because we know that within the two years within the two decades we're going to have to re-triangulate so based on what you did today or sorry based on what you did this week the next two weeks then roll out of that so maybe this week we all have this you know you didn't get to sending the shock away. We never got a chance to unbolt the thing and put it in a box or we never actually got the tires off the bike to look in to see if there was the sealant. So that rolls to next week. And then we plan out. This is where I was sort of pushing on you a bit. Like, I think it's a good practice to have some sort of calendar. Mine's just two pages where I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday down the one page and that's the one week. And then on the page to the right page is the next two weeks where it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I write in, you know, the main things I'm doing, not, not the whole schedule of the day. I use just Google calendar for like the, you know, 
this call is at this time. But these are the like two or three big things I need to get done that day. So it might be, you know, the shock stuff. And you might choose to do it all in Google Calendar. I mean, that's a pretty logical, you know, or calendar software. You use a, a program called Todoist. Yeah, I, I love Todoist. And so I think that's where we can start putting these tasks in. And again, I, I, I encourage to say, you know, where in those weeks can I do these things? And, and what I think the power of this is on the two weeks is saying, I wanted to do four interval sessions in the next two weeks, two, two interval sessions per week. When? Right. When? Don't plan it on the day that you have the most stressful day at work where you're never going to have time and then it's going to be frustrating and then you're going to move it ahead and now you have two interval sessions back to back. You could probably plan the two weeks, you know, with your coach perhaps, um, you know, to, for best success. This is just like planning the races on the two-year schedule on you know, where it's not busy with your family, with work, you know, your accountant, don't plan the race in April. Uh, you know, if you're a teacher, don't, you know, wait for the summer when you get fit in August and that's probably the way to go. So on the two week schedule, it's similar. Don't, you know, if you're at church all Sunday, don't plan the long ride on Sunday. There's like some logical things we can do with that two weeks, right? That that's just in the planning <laughs> is the success, I think. For sure. Yeah. I, I think what I meant was more the make sure you're actually planning logically from your race mm -hmm. so it actually like makes sense and leads neatly into your race especially if you're not working with a coach who's structuring your workouts and you're kind of trying to figure it out on your own like mm -hmm. i think it, it it really matters to look and be like okay race is in august it's november like roughly how is this gonna lay out for the whole season sure so that's to me that's you know, the ATP or the annual plan, the periodization, it's it's within the two years. But again, you're suggesting, you know, the two weeks is a, is a micro cycle, uh, you know, a meso cycle within that. And, and that could be the two months where you might feel better about planning out the next two months of your life. Uh, and that's completely fine and, and probably a good practice as well. Mine is maybe just that they, I think there's a step between the two year to two week, like granular, um, where you're as you plan the two year, you then do a quick like count back to what today is and like how far you have till the main goal and what sort of some of the major hurdles are and mm -hmm. where those are going to fit in and that kind of thing. So I think we're, we're saying the same thing, just mm -hmm. okay. anyway, setting those, those reminders to check in on your global plan every week or two, very, very important. And then there is the today, tomorrow, the two day, if you will. Mm-hmm. So this is where it's those checklists, those habits, those routines. Like there's nothing sexy that happens in a single and, day. And what I find is most busy people I work with have have this portion down for the most part. But again, this gets into can you control your future or not? Can you control how tomorrow goes or not? Uh, can we get that shock unbolted from the bike or the tires unbolted tomorrow? Or is tomorrow just chaos? And does planning help? get some of these things done and then over time these these habits these th actions you've taken does that make for a better bucket list race we'll stop saying leadville bucket list race uh in in august if we can get those things done now uh you know versus getting caught so the thought then is i'll try and get these i always get them confused but tomorrow this is the list of things that you want to get done tomorrow and i try and do this you know every evening and it's you know this is not a journaling with flowers and you know my meditation pillow this is scented candle this is often just you know 
a minute at the end of the day, just quickly looking at what I have tomorrow. And then I always try and do a little bit of like, so it's my like two or three things I want to get done. This will be in the two weeks thing I described there, the two pages. Um, but then I'm like, what can I get just fired off right now in whatever time I have before we're going for a walk or we're going to dinner or whatever we're doing. And that might be like a laundry. It might be, okay, damn, I'm going to try and get the bike cleaned. I said the other day there was a box I, I got cleaned out of like books from a coaching course I was leading. It was just like the, all the like pencils and the roots papers and the waivers, uh, you know, got it all filed as quick as I could. And then that box was out of the way, you know, less clutter for, you know, so it might be a two minute clutter cleanup. So that's for tomorrow. So we're planning tomorrow today. So the tomorrow goals, this is one of our five twos. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So most of us have our agenda, you know, and this is often imposed by work. This is in a calendar for you. It's in to do I, I don't really care how it gets done. As long as you're trying to direct how you're spending your time tomorrow. Um, for me, I know the, the one thing, and maybe this gets into, yeah, I'll save that for the checklist. Does that make sense then on just, you know, so there's tomorrow. Okay. Do you have questions tomorrow? Nope. I think that one, that one's pretty. Okay. Today is what gets confusing. Um, and again, hat tip to Dan John on his goal setting course. We'll link to that as well. because this is where this, this largely comes from. And I do think that these, these are handy. So this, I think some athletes really like the today stuff and some find it difficult, but I think there's some element here where it's, it's useful. And so the today stuff doesn't change, um, for a period of time. So this might be until you finish Leadville. Uh, it might be until you do your overall goal setting reflection again, whatever, you know, is that quarterly? Is that every half? Is that every New Year's Day you do your big goal setting with your meditation pillow? Today is things that if you did them every day, most days, it would be hard not to achieve the goal. So what are like at the essence? And some of these things are a little more intention and some of them are very practical, like floss your teeth, brush your teeth two times a day. Um sweat, uh, ride your bike, you know, at some point, you know, if you're trying to be a, a great cyclist, you're probably on your bike most days of the week. This gets a little tricky because some days you're taking an off day, but, um, you know, this is the idea. So that's your checklist and, and your challenge is to figure out if you did these one, two, three things, don't go down. Sometimes I'll see like 17 things you have to check off your list. That's overwhelming. But what you're thinking is like, was I on my bike today? Check. And I think being, you know, if today was an off day, then you, I would still give you a check, you know, or, or maybe you say bike or take an off day <laughs> for some of us, probably just when was the last off day or, or take an off day or something like that. Well, this is where my daily, have you commented in your training log is actually the better uh, checklist item because that way, if it is a rest day, mm. that means I just have to go into my training log and say, rested today here's how i'm feeling sure and um, and, and sometimes it's not apparent to comment on an off day but i think that's a great day just to say how are you feeling you know what did you do on the off day you know and i think for the motivated i think this could be i sat you know and, and with my eyes closed with my boots my you know compression boots on and like back massager and you know just really amped up that recovery process like that that sounds great uh but i love it yeah so so maybe that's an easy one for folks to say is like did i uh you know, not training peaks, but like in my training log, did I comment in my training log today? Yeah, because I like that one because I, I have said this on here before, but I used to have two items on my to-do list. One was train, the other was fill out the training log, but I realized they basically were one item. It was fill out the training log because I couldn't fill out the training log without doing the training. 
Sure. So, and it's nice if you are following a plan or, or coaching. I'm biased when I say this, but you know that does let you say you know put faith in the plan. If you've reflected with your coach, you know you've purchased a plan or you've made a plan. Even if you made the plan, honestly, uh, you know, I love Frank Overton says F F T F P, and, and this stands for follow the F plan. <laughs> Once you're on it, you know commit to it. And, and this, I was just reading the Alexi Pappas book Bravey. Uh, and, and she said something similar, like you don't give up on a repetition during the repetition, you know, you don't get into, and this is like a race, right? Where you don't, once you're in it, you're in it, go to the finish line. This sort of gets to that death before DNF thing we were sort of picking on. Right. But until which time someone tells you to stop, you know, keep going with the rep and then you can reassess if this is the thing. And similar to the goal on that longer term, a lot of these things are, are a little, what is that? There's a word for that, right? Where they're, um, what is that word? Fractals fractals uh where you're it's it's like a it, it's like a smaller version right and the smaller ones turn into like a big thing right so like leaves and, and like tree branches does that make sense so we say on the daily it looks like the monthly which looks like the yearly and there's sort of this undulation where we have off days or off periods during the day and then off periods during the week and then off periods during the year and they you know they they grow from themselves and i think the daily is a really good chance to come back to the values that we talked about at the top of this episode the who do you want to be and what is that person doing on the daily and i think that actually really helps inform those right decisions. and so That's... i'll give you some examples too around you know we're talking about not just an athlete so athlete yes did you comment an athlete would reflect on the training process that's probably the difference between exercise and training if we wanted to draw a line in the sand there but you also might say you know i want to be healthy in some way in the future you know what is something on the day that like will help you pursue that so brushing your teeth you know if you want to have teeth you know maybe that's going to help um if, if a big value was community you know did you get it reach out to someone um you know community doesn't come to you you have to go to the community i think is is something that's difficult especially if you're not someone who's drawn to reaching out um you know so some of these things are not easy but they're that check like okay can i at the end of the day i didn't brush my teeth twice i'm going to brush my teeth twice i can get it done in in two minutes or what is that four minutes because you have to brush for two minutes uh, you can achieve that goal, even if that day is not like the ideal, you know, you probably shouldn't brush your teeth two times in a row, but, um, you know, you can still knock it off, right? You can still sweat. I say, you know, you can do that. You can still comment on the training peaks. Even if it's that last minute before you go to sleep, you can knock that off and feel like you succeeded and keep marching towards that success on the, the two week, the two year and beyond. Yeah, I think the, the last thing is the not adding a billion things all at once, like, I think, well, there's the middle ground because I think a lot of those things you just listed, there's a lot of people who are listening right now that are like, yes, I do all of those things on the daily. And mm-hmm. then for them, it's okay, what's, what's you know, maybe what's one, hard, yeah. what's hard, what's one more thing we can add or, you know, one one thing we can do even better maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily like 10 more reps or 10 more <laughs> minutes or anything. Like, please don't do that. Um, no. But, you know, is is there one more thing? Is it like a meal prep situation? Is it making sure you've had your 10 servings of vegetables a day? Whatever. Um, it could be less for some people, too. I don't know exactly what that would look like, right? But it is sort of that could be with calling the shot or something, right? Is like, you know, like did, did you do what you were, you know, just what you were asked to do? Or, or yeah. did you do more, uh, perhaps? Yeah. So what's what's the thing? And then for the, the people who are listening to this and are like, oh, I need to... Da, 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 and have like 30 things start with one for the first two-week block like add the one daily thing for the first two-week block nail that then once that's easy 
add the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like we just don't, it's not going to work if you suddenly add 20 things to your daily to-do list. And it is interesting. This is where, you know, who are you? And, and you know, if it, if it is, you know, you're getting started and the frequency limited, I would say, you know, you're not riding the bike as much, you know, if you ride your bike more, you're going to increase your threshold or you're going to do better in the race. If you do the thing more, that's probably true till you're riding five or six times a week. Then we have to decide, you know, what's the next step is that, you know, getting the three hour ride or getting the, you know, super uh, specific interval set in. Um, I think for the experienced person, it is, it is tricky to know like, what is the key thing? And it is, you know, it is what what is the thing that marches you towards success and it might not be as you said if you're just an awesome athlete who does a great job on the training i think it's probably more on the brush your teeth you know say you, you love someone or you reach out to someone you know socialize uh you know it's probably more on those and it's completely okay if some these like today tomorrow stuff is more on the other stuff that's more difficult for you. I think that's really the power of this is that some of the stuff you're really good at and you do, and the goal setting is actually helping us do the things we need to do uh, for this long term. Not that we necessarily want to do, <laughs> which is, I think, the, the tricky bit. Yeah. All right. I think let's let's wrap up there. That was a ton of food for thought. Uh, if you want to get this list of, we'll put maybe the five twos and some links to the Dan John stuff and all that over in the show notes over at consummateathlete.com. So head over there, check it out. Uh, we'll have all that info. And I think we have two other things about calling the shot, right? So yeah. one, I would say if, if you want to talk, you know, booking a phone consult, that's a completely normal and, and some folks will have it all drawn out and it doesn't have to be the five by twos. It can be however you've drawn out your season. If you want to stick to that, like these, this is my race goal. This is, you know, the blocks of the year. How should I periodize this? This is a pretty nice phone call where you can tell someone that's me. And, and we can go over it and just, you know, I can help you understand, like, what do you need to be doing now? What's important? What can you leave for when it's sunny and warm in, you know, May, June uh, or the camp you're doing in March or, or whatever? And we can start putting these pieces together and then you're going to have confidence in that that goal setting process. So I do think that this is a process and a specific one that gets, uh, you know, should be a, you know made for you, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Yes, and if you if you just want to call your shot to someone you don't know who, feel free to DM us. Let us know what your 2023, 2024, mm-hmm. uh, two year, yeah, big, what are you going to be, you gonna be good at this year? Um, and, and not that we're going to even publicize it, but we're we're here if you want to just share it with us privately. No, and that also helps us think about uh, you know upcoming episodes as we're thinking about <laughs> what you know what to talk there about. Is that, so yeah. there yeah. you go. Uh, all right, and that's over at at consummate athlete on Instagram, consummateathlete.com. I'm at Molly J Herford. Peter is at Peter Glassford. And if you want to give us a wonderful holiday present, a wonderful Christmas present, do us a favor rate review follow subscribe share on instagram do all the do all the things we would be so so appreciative all right with that said we will see you next week for another episode have a great week everybody thanks so much for tuning into the consummate athlete podcast if you want to hear more training racing and endurance sport advice make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review you can also subscribe to our newsletter at consummateathlete.com for a weekly dose of inspiration and advice straight to your inbox